What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Happy Saturday to everybody. And I think today's one is going to be somewhat quick, you know, just going through things. And like usual, another great night, some nice storylines. We'll just jump into it. And the talk of the town um, seems to be the Chicago White Sox right now. Uh, they have six straight wins right now. They, they routed the Cubs in an onslaught yesterday. Uh, 10 to 1 victory Friday night at Wrigley Field. You know, it's a crosstown series in Chicago. Dallas Keuchel pitched an eight inning gem. Jose Abreu led the way with two blasts, but it was just an offensive showing. Six home runs last night. Two homers from Abreu, then Eloy Jimenez went deep. Luis Robert, um, Yasmani Grandal. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It's just an onslaught. And this is a this is obviously oh Danny Mendick I guess would be the last guy. Um, this is also a White Sox team that everyone had high expectations for coming into the season. A lot of people picked this team to take the leap because their rebuild is finally complete after all these years of rebuilding and getting those draft picks and everything. All those players they had signed and developed in minor leagues are finally contributing at the big league level. I'm talking about Eloy Jimenez. I'm talking about um, Luis Robert. I'm talking about. On the pitching side of things, not quite Michael Kopech, but, you know, a guy like Dylan Seas. Um, you know, Nick Madrigal's up. They went and signed Grandal. They signed Keuchel. All these guys are are doing really well. And obviously you have your mainstays, guys like uh, Jose Abreu, who's been around for a while and continues to be extremely productive. So things are looking good in Chicago. They're 16 and 11. They're just as, as good as advertised this year, honestly. On the mound yesterday, you know, the beneficiary of those six home runs was Dallas Keuchel, eight innings, one earned run, looking absolutely phenomenal uh, this year. He's off to a strong start, two six five ERA to start the year. Uh, you know, first year of that um, multi year deal he just signed with the White Sox, and he's looking good. He's looking as good as I mean, this is a former Cy Young winner. I mean, maybe not Cy Young level, but you know, he's looking pretty good. And we have to remember that, obviously, with a truncated season, we're only looking at one month's worth of baseball right now. This is the equivalent of, like, me talking to you guys in in May, in early May, you know, or something like that, or, or late April. So we have to be kind of, like, cognizant of that and remember that the storylines that we normally get in late April or early May are just early season storylines. But because this year is a 60-game season, early season storylines are, are just storylines because – it's a sprint, and whatever you hear now is is kind of the narrative for 2020. So, you know, when we talk about guys like being on, like, historic paces and stuff, we, I mean, how many times have you seen a player have a hot month? Well, that's basically what it's been. It's been one month. It hasn't even been exactly a month yet. It hasn't even been a month of baseball. So um, you can also say that some of the people who are playing really well are just, you know, having a really hot month. It is what it is. Because I'm saying this because I, I was just um, looking at some of the leaderboards, I was like, wow, you know, this is going to make f for some really nice um, discussion in the offseason about hitters and, and pitchers who are doing well. People are going to say, like, oh, this guy broke out. But we have to remember that I don't really think that, um, you know, uh, a 60-game sample is enough to consider a breakout. But um, just my two cents. So I kind of got off on a tangent there. I was talking about the White Sox. But, yeah, they defeated the Cubs yesterday by a score of 10-1. to 1. Dallas Keuchel looked sharp. They hit six bombs. They won six in a row. The Mets-Yankees series is going to be postponed. Subway series was supposed to happen this week because there was a positive COVID test among the Mets organization. 
and Major League Baseball is being much more proactive nowadays whenever they have a positive test, they will quickly postpone any game so that they don't have another mess on their hands like they did with the Marlins, where they played a game with a positive test and then it spread throughout the entire team. So throughout, you know, citing an abundance of caution and allowing time for additional testing, they're postponing the rest of the weekend's Subway Series. So neither team will play um, this weekend at all. So um, they'll make it up, though. They have uh, mutual off days, and there'll be doubleheaders and things like that for them to make it up. Let's jump out to the West Coast, where the Dodgers got a 5-1 to victory over the Rockies last night. Walker Bueller led the way. Um I mean, this dude is is pretty darn good. I mean, he is he is the Dodgers' ace now. Um, he it's it's not Clayton Kershaw. I mean, both of these guys just punched out eleven in back to back starts. So you saw Bueller punch out eleven last night, and then um, the night before it was Kershaw. But Kershaw is, is no longer their ace. Bueller is their best pitcher. The thing with Kershaw is that yes, he has good numbers, but he doesn't have the um the durability that he once had. Uh, he doesn't throw as many innings. He he's not a guy that's gonna be a horse for you anymore and throw like like well like 200 innings or whatever um they have to manage him and and you know do what they can to keep him healthy well that's what happens when guys get older but when he is out there he is effective and he's very good but i would say your horse the guy that you can ride and expect to throw you know into the eighth inning into the ninth inning for you that's walker bueller that's walker bueller that is no longer clayton kershaw so just looking at the, the innings count yeah so kershaw through a massive amount of innings in 2015, through 232 innings, but since then, he's been around 150, 160, 170, so like 160 or so innings averaging, you know, over the last uh, four years. Um, yeah, if you if you can get like 160 innings from Kirsch, that's that's pretty solid. Bueller's your guy who who you expect to throw 180 plus, and he's he's your ace. Um, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He made a, a pretty awesome throw yesterday at the Trop against the Rays, which reminded everybody of Ioannis Cespedes' throw in 2014 against the Angels. Some of you might remember that one that Cespedes uh, threw from the left field corner all the way on the fly to home. It was a very similar throw, uh, pure cannon. But, um, yeah, it, Gurriel made a nice throw to nab Yandy Diaz trying to score yesterday. So I thought I would mention that. I've talked a little bit about Kyle Lewis in the past um, you know, past few weeks, but not enough in my opinion. So I'm going to you know give him his own, his, his due time right now. So Kyle Lewis is actually making a pretty strong case for the AL Rookie of the Year. We're just about at the halfway point of the season. And, and last night he hit his sixth home run of the, of the season. And um, he's hitting 354. Um, he hiked his average up with a one for two night last night with two walks and three runs scored. Um, it was a home run, 406 foot blast to center field in the second inning off of uh, West Benjamin. It was actually off of a really reliever because the Manners actually knocked Colby Allard out with five hits and four runs in the first. But you know, Kyle Lewis is a big bat. I remember when he was drafted out of Mercer, Mercer University. He was a college bat, um, a lot of power. That was his calling card. And first round pick, um, 11th overall in 2016. But then he had some injury issues, torn ACL, 
Um, and I think one one other that was, that was a bit of a setback. He did make his debut last year. Played only 18 games, and you know, okay, we, we saw we saw something from him last year, 885 OPS in those 18 games. But this year, this kid's back with a vengeance. I mean, 985 OPS, six bombs, 354 average. Like all, all the numbers are looking really good, and he's looking every bit of as every bit of the player that we saw when he was drafted out of college. You know, Georgia kid, big guy, 6'4", 205, and power was his calling card. I actually didn't think his hit tool would be as good as what he's showing right now, but he's showing a very good hit tool, and he's playing center field. So that's tremendous value out of center field. You're getting someone, you know, with power and a hit tool that can play center field. That That's that's impressive. That's impressive. That's what Kyle Lewis is doing right now. So he is actually the favorite for the AL Rookie of the Year. Coming into the season, the strong favorite was Luis Robert, who is playing well. Who is playing well? You know, um, Robert also hit his sixth home run of the year last night. Um, but if you compare his numbers to Kyle Lewis, Kyle Lewis does have the edge right now. I mean, Lewis leads AL rookies in hits, runs, homers, RBIs, walks, batting average, OBP, slugging percentage, OPS, and total bases. In other words, he's done just about everything possible in the first month of the season. And, um, yeah, he's been exciting to watch. Mariners fans obviously know more about him. So I want the rest of rest of us, you know, um, around, you know, fans of, of teams around the league to, you know, give give this guy the respect that he's due and, and realize that he really is um, he really is coming on strong this year. And it's, it's not a fluke because, like I said, you know, first round pick 11 overall and was highly touted coming out of college. He's just showing us that. Yes, that the scouts were correct. The scouts were right. Those scouting reports that they put on him were on point because he's doing exactly what he was projected to do. That's why I've been saying a lot the past few days is that, you know, all these guys who like come up like the Boba Shets, you know, the, the, the Kyle Lewis's guys like that who break a brand and Lau who break out or something like that. You go back and look at their scouting reports, go back and read their scouting reports, see where they were drafted. And more often than not, you will see that these these guys were projected to do exactly what they were doing. That's why I still feel very strongly about Vlad. You know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hasn't, oh yeah, and obviously Tatis, I would mention in the same breath too, highly touted prospect. Go go back and look at that. So what I'm saying about Vlad is that he hasn't broken out, you know, like like we expected him to. He hasn't played the way we expected expect him to, the way he was so hyped coming up through the minor leagues. But it's going to come. Okay, he's only 21 years old. It's going to come. When it does, maybe it comes next year, maybe it comes a year before, year after, or whatever. When it comes, you're going to be like, oh, wow, crazy. Like, Vlad's so good. But remember, we hyped him up for a reason. You know, scouts don't throw around an 80-grade hit tool for no reason. That's what they gave Vlad. So just, just a bit of foreshadowing to give you guys a preview of what's going to come. I know his breakout is going to come soon, and, and people are going, to be, are going to be surprised by it. Because they expect someone to be a finished product right when they come up. But, you know, very few players are going to be a finished product at age 20, 21. So give it some time. And uh, we're seeing Kyle Lewis at age 25, his rookie year, uh, really, really doing well. So I'm happy for the guy. Evan Longoria hit his 300th home run yesterday. So congrats to the veteran Longo. Uh, You know, came up with the Tampa Bay Rays. Now with the San Francisco Giants, hits a blast to left field. 300 for, for his career. You know, Longo was a guy who came up and was obviously, you know, he was compared to, I, mean, I remember him being compared to A-Rod. I kid you not. He was compared to A-Rod. This is like 10 years ago. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously hasn't, he's not that caliber of player, uh, an all-time great or anything. But still, remember when he came up, he was an elite, one of the elite, um, you know, all-star players in baseball. 
but he's, he's, he's stuck around enough, and now he's got 300. Um, he's the 10th player to hit 300 in a Giants uniform. Um, pretty special. So shout-out to Evan Longoria. The Oakland A's, they uh, they ran their home win streak to nine. They held off the Angels yesterday, 5-3 to three victory in Oakland. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there. Um, that's gonna do it for today. If you enjoy this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.